1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC. Check this out. This is the Rich Eisen Show. No, man, you already took one mic from me, baby. You ain't gonna take another. I got something to say. Live from the
2: Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. day I can't give the game everything on the floor, day I'll be done. Lucky for you guys, that day is not today. The Rich Eisen Show. I'm excited. Uh, I think they should just look forward to it and embrace it. Earlier on the show, Fox Sports NBA analyst Jim Jackson. Coming up, Chargers running back Austin Eckler. Plus, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now...
3: It's Rich Eisen. Hour
2: number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We've got a fun hour coming up here. Austin Eckler of your Los Angeles Chargers, the leading touchdown maker in the National Football League last year, will be joining us as Saquon Barkley hits the weekend, it seems. Uh, without a long-term deal with the New York football Giants, there is a huge conversation about what the Giants did offer and what he said he was willing to accept. or uh, All of that's out there right now as there's a Monday deadline by which if both sides don't come to uh, terms for a long-term agreement, one can't be had until next new league year. Oof. And um, so the the value of the running backs – And the market that they have is front and center with Austin Eckler, who was told to seek a trade earlier this year. And then he stayed with the Chargers, got a few extra dollars uh, for this year. We'll talk to him about what he learned about the value of the running back market that's going on. I mean, that's a red-hot subject matter in Las Vegas, Nevada, as well, with Josh Jacobs, the leading rusher of the NFL, having a franchise tag placed upon him. We had Mike Florio on in our number one saying, you know, um, Josh Jacobs needs to be a little bit more careful than um, than Saquon because franchise tenders can be removed from the table and other players signed that Dalvin Cook swapped in for Josh Jacobs that uh, a franchise tender of $10 million and change if, um, you know, Dalvin Cook takes like nine million, eight million. You save a couple million dollars, and you get somebody who might be able to be the you know the league's leading rusher in Vegas for you. And then where does Josh Jacobs wind up? And then you know, Leonard Fournette's waiting, and Kareem Hunt is waiting. Ezekiel Elliott, who had twelve touchdowns last year, is waiting.
3: A lot of good players. The running backs
2: market is insane right now and um so austin eckler joining us in about uh, 17 minutes time it'll be fascinating to say the least um also uh, on this program we had jim jackson and mike florio earlier on if you missed it don't don't uh don't worry we re-air right here on the roku channel free on all roku devices select samsung smart tv also amazon fire tv and the roku app the roku Channel.com. Uh, there's our YouTube page. There's the Rich Eisen Show collection page, which is a fancy way of saying a video-on-demand service. There's our podcast where all podcasts are available. 844-204-RICH being the number to dial right here on the program. Quinnen Williams just signed the richest contract in the history of defensive tackles getting a second contract. Four years, $96 million bucks. So the, the, uh, the Jets will have a happy camper coming in Oof. when camp opens up on the 19th next week. Big money and it's all now in the hands of aaron Rodgers,
3: isn't it <laughs> sure is good and,
2: and quentin williams had his hands full of aaron Rodgers last year when the jets went into a uh, green bay and came up with the dub now they're gonna be teammates
3: sauce wearing the cheese head oh yeah baby that they burned right didn't that get they the did burn sacrifice? it
2: to so they un- so Rodgers understood right. that it all's cool they sacrificed it. That was apparently in Garrett Wilson's backyard. Brees Hall was there Brees too. Hall was there, yep. I remember all that. God, I love this team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, There are a lot of great defensive there, tackles. I'm and kinda,
2: personalities. Yeah. I mean, oh, you yeah. mean defensive tackles in the league you're talking no,
1: about? No, when you said he has the greatest contract of all time for yes. defensive tackles. Well, second think, contract, yeah. Second. So Chris Jones looking. wants
2: one too, by the way. Must, That's yeah, out yeah, there yeah, for this weekend for, as well. So
1: you're talking Alan Page, Aaron Donald, John Randall, oh guys yeah. like that, Cortez Kennedy. Okay, Sapp. very,
2: very excited. Um, okay, let's hit this. Uh, what are you looking at me for, for like that? No, what's no, that? No. You don't know what's coming? I don't. Okay, um, our exchange, our, our text exchange about Saquon. Barkley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so again, Florio, um, Reported through all that, that $13 million was on the table from the Giants prior to the franchise tagging of Saquon Barkley, who wanted 16. And the Giants said, if you don't take 13, we're pulling it. Your franchise tagging won't be coming back on the table again. And Barkley wanted 16. Well, that got aggregated, that report, and Barkley retweeted it with just two blue caps as an emoji. It's (laughs) that. It's only a. And um, I didn't know what the hell that meant.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I fully admit this. <laughs> but I knew it was news. I knew it was a reaction to news. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, okay, look, we're here on a Thursday, and this is, this is the story of the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. One of the most talented players, one of the best players, according to Diana Rossini, if this doesn't get resolved over the weekend, is thinking about holding out week one. Do it against the Cowboys stand which is why in, you're saying your do it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you are suddenly you are, suddenly, you, are, you, like are you are suddenly I'm pro player. Pro player. Oh, always though. I know That's you are. So, yeah. no, but no. in this particular instance Especially.
1: you are very very I'm, a, a very Penn State very man like Saquon to, to borrow your Michigan oh, man a oh. Penn State man that has is to one
2: do of your right pennants you know. So I took to the uh our tax exchange. And I didn't get the answer. or you, you guys weren't giving me answers. I was confused. So I, I just said, what does this mean? And then Brockman said probably about Rossini's report. I'm like, what does that mean? You wrote back. Is this your Twitter? Yeah, it text- yeah. Means somebody is lying. I'm like, what's that emoji means? Brockman says he thinks that report is full of poop. You know, emoji. And I'm like, what's the emoji mean? Cap. And I'm like, why does it stand for lying? <laughs>
1: this is fantastic. I wish I'm like, out.
2: seriously, what does this mean? <laughs> it's two blue caps. I texted that to you. What did the two blue caps mean?
1: <laughs> it means a lot. But
2: <laughs> why do the caps stand for... I'm like, you
1: know, you got to go to Urban Dictionary and figure that out.
2: <laughs> so,
3: I wanted on the record that I said the word... I'm not an emoji guy.
2: Yeah, I put... Oh, the... really? Oh, you, you, you... Well, I covered it up. Yeah, oh, yeah. you edited it? Is yeah, that what yeah. it was? I, put... I typed
3: out the word. He put oh, out okay. the word, and I just put yeah. the poop emoji. I just want that on the What's record. the problem
2: of being an emoji guy? I don't, I
3: don't like that poop emoji.
2: Why? I love the poop not emoji. I'm not a fan of
3: it. Why? I love it. <laughs> I just don't like it. I don't use it. I've never used it.
2: I think it's fantastic. It's a great I emoji. I like saying it. Your son is going to use it when he starts to emoji. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. Taylor, with her gab watch, will just text me the poop emoji. Yeah. <laughs> My 9-year-old daughter will just boom right from her wrist and I'll get a poop just, emoji. Boom. It's great. <laughs> I don't mind it. Okay, you're an emoji guy. Oh, not, not an emoji not guy. Emoji. Okay, not very good. Guy.
3: We know that. I like now. the crying face.
1: R- okay. Rich loves it when you just hit the thumbs up to something he texts you. That's his favorite thing, just thumbs up.
2: Is that what he that's what no, he does? No, I'm you, saying next I week, do you it. love that. You do not you, like you it. Love I, it. Do it. <laughs> I do
3: it. I do.
2: Now we're on the subject matter. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm listening. I don't like the thumbs upping of something because it, 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 I want to have, I want to, uh, I want to thank you emoji that you can put up as a thumbs up, like a heart and a thumbs up and a thumbs down and a ha ha and an exclamation point.
3: Yeah, that stuff. Yeah. You don't like it. A thumbs
2: up doesn't mean you, 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 thank you. I don't like that. I want to thank, like, can't they do the, can't they do the thank you the emoji? Hands? Yeah. Where I can just text somebody, thank you. You, you press that thing and you, you, know, you just did the hands for you, a thank you.
3: Well, you can just do the hands. You want it in the box, though. As yeah, an I want option. it in the box. You want it as an option. Uh, yeah, that's what I want. You don't like if you're like, hey, can you bring this to me tomorrow? And I just do that. Thumbs up. You don't love that? That's his favorite thing. All right. Okay. All right. Now that we're done with that. You want a hug emoji? I like the hug emoji. That's good.
2: I have not heard this sound bite. But it reads as if it is Soundbite of the Year. (laughs) Uh oh. Haven't heard it, but it sounds like it's going to sound great. What am I referring to? I don't know. The best of all worlds. (laughs) Uh oh. That we saw. Yes. That was a document entitled as such from the Live Tour sent to the PGA Tour. And we discovered it. Because the United States subcommittee that was looking into the Live Tour and PGA Tour, don't call it a merger, call it an agreement to have an agreement. They got all these documents of people that were in the planning phase of having an agreement to get an agreement. That, uh, boy, did they go YOLO there on the Live Tour. Mm -hmm. And one of the items on that best of all worlds or best of both worlds or whatever, how many worlds? (laughs) War of the Worlds. Was that Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods would not only own live teams. So live would not only survive, Mm -hmm. but two people who famously turned down the largest paychecks and one of whom has been so out there in his dislike of the live tour and Rory McIlroy would not only own a team, on the live tour, but playing 10 live events. Yeah. yeah. 10 okay. <laughs> live events. I don't even know if there are 10 live events. I
3: think there's 14. Okay. Yeah.
2: So he would play on most of the live tour. In addition to whatever the PGA tour would still have in store for. him. <laughs> Rory McIlroy was asked about this. And here is what on the page sounds like a sound bite of the year.
1: How did you feel about them possibly making you a team captain?
0: <laughs> I, know, I know. <laughs> if Live golf was the last place to play golf on Earth. I would retire. That's how I feel about it. So seriously? Yeah, well, I'd play the majors and then, but yeah, I'd I'd be pretty comfortable. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's a soundbite of the year. If Live Tour wow.
2: was the only place to play golf. On earth, I would retire. That's not even like a, you know, like that's not even a, you know, so you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) There's not even that Michael Jordan 0.1%. That's,
1: I wouldn't date you if you were the last person
2: on earth. That's it. I just play in the majors and I'd be fine. Wow.
3: F you money, right? (laughs) Rory's got it.
2: I got your best of all worlds right here. (laughs) I've got D's D's worlds right here.
1: That's the D's worlds. D's
3: worlds. (laughs) Somebody say it, please. No. No. I I think we've implied it. I don't have a green jacket. You don't get one.
2: Dude. Wow. That's even
3: better than how it read.
2: So if there is no agreement and they're still agreeing to agree. Mm-hmm. I think they could safely remove that from any that possible world or best of any worlds.
3: Cross that one off.
2: <laughs> Not only will you get a team, Rory, you'll play in you'll play in 10 events.
3: In addition to
2: Well, what he did was he erased the one in 10. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah.
2: I will play in zero such events.
3: Wow. Still play the majors? That's not a bad life, actually. Dude.
2: Yeah. Right. The Live Tour. Nine, five, I think if so, if this thing doesn't, good. if there's no agreement, the Live Tour lives on. The Live Tour lives on. Lives on. And the Saudis will just pump a ton of money into it. I imagine. We'll They'll just, just keep going?
3: We'll just be right back well, the, where we've been. Well, then, the because last year. none
2: of the worlds will, will be realized. None of them. No, we just but but the lawsuits are gone.
3: The lawsuits are gone, because those guys want don't want discovery to be deposed. They didn't
2: want right. a, They didn't want a, They didn't want any of that. Yeah. The, the PGA Tour didn't want it either. I'm sure. I lawsuits mean, are gone. I mean,
3: technically, they can. The Senate hearing can subpoena Yaster to appear. He won't, <laughs> obviously. But
2: I don't think there's going to be any subpoenas. I don't think so. Next week's. Open Open championship defended by the Live Tours Cam Smith is going to be lit. It's going to be fun. And you can watch it right here on Roku on Peacock. We'll take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. When we come back, Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the Roku channel. Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers is about to uh, give us a ring um, here on uh, on our program. Um, and uh, the Jets getting some news done today with um, their defensive tackle, Quinnen Williams, getting signed. That's done. And Barkley, man. Barkley's going to wind up being uh where where would he be on the pecking order of most paid athletes in MetLife Stadium? Hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel I you know I love that guy, man. It it's You do. He's going to make a ton of money either way, I understand. A lot of people out there are probably thinking, "You know, you got an issue talking about that." So at any rate, eight four four two zero four rich is the number to dial. Austin Eckler's going to join us. It's Harrison Ford's birthday. I've got a fun top five list coming up. Nice. Here on this program. Top five Harrison Ford movies of all time. Do you guys watch Shrinking or you don't watch Shrinking? I don't. I haven't got there yet. It's fun. It's written by Brett Goldstein. Right. Um, and created by Bill Lawrence and Brett Goldstein and Jason yeah. Siegel. So it has a very Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso feel to it. That's what I've it. heard, yeah. You know, the way it's written, the way the, you know... The way it's produced, the way it looks.
3: We just finished the bear. And we've. Uh, I gotta see. I gotta get on we've that. we moved on to Lincoln Lawyer.
2: I've heard those good Season things two. about that. Good show, yeah.
3: Fun LA oh, show.
2: On Netflix, right here yep. on Roku. Sure is. Look at you. Look at us. Okay. Eight four four two zero four rich number to dial. Uh, eight four four as I mentioned two zero four rich is the the number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen show. Um, we're we're forming our Friday show as we speak. David Cohn's gonna be on tomorrow's. Program. Oh, we got him. We did get him. Nice. We did get him. So that's on, uh, on tomorrow's program. Love it. Back here on, uh, as we mentioned, the Roku channel, back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. David Cohn is on our Friday program. Um, it was 24 years ago today that David Cohn stepped out on the mound in Fenway Park. Right after Pedro Martinez lit up the All-Star Game, <laughs> and then a week later, he pitched a uh, perfect game. He
3: got the kinks out again in the All-Star. You got game. the kinks he out. He gave little, up
2: what work, one run on work, four, four hits. A bit. So he, you know, I reached out to <laughs> yeah. Cone. He wasn't available yesterday. He wasn't available today. You know, so that's funny. Man, 24 years ago that night, I will never forget it. What were
3: you doing for the perfect game?
2: Oh, the perfect game? No, 24 years ago tonight was was, all-star game. What about the perfect game?
3: game, I don't remember where I was for that.
2: Um,
3: Were you off or were you doing?
1: uh, I don't know. I was centers that week. No, I
2: was probably doing sports center that night. I shortened it to centers.
1: Centers like like Tom Cruise. I sat with his family in the '98 World Series. Who? Cohn? Yeah, they were like right next to me. Oh, is that right? Because I had tickets from one of the Yankees co-owners.
2: Which uh, were you in Yankee Stadium or in San Uh, San Diego?
1: I watched them. I, I went to both both of the, the final two games.
2: Yeah, San Diego were was the. Uh, I mean that World Series was nuts. Well, Game One was tight. Yeah. Game One was tight. And the the Potter Tony Gwynn homered in Game One of that World Series. Really? Yeah. Yeah, my if my recollection is collect correct, he hit he hit uh, the right field foul pole. He homered. And the Padres led it. It was high-scoring, 9-6. And um, and uh, Mark Langston came in in relief with bases loaded and struck out Tina Martinez, except for the fact that strike three is called ball three. Yep. And uh, then Martinez grand-slammed, and then the whole series turned, and the Yankees didn't lose a the game. They swept him. Scott Brocious won the uh, yeah. the MVP.
3: David Wells won game one.
2: But I, I remember... Um, you know, because the role that I was playing 24 years ago last night in, in Fenway Park as the host of ESPN Radio's coverage of Major League Baseball, um, I was there covering the World Series. And I got to interview somebody in the bottom of the fifth for each game. And I would just find that person in the stands, and they had like an extra minute and a half to come back from commercial break for me to interview people. Game one, I found Billy Crystal. <laughs> Game three, I found Mark McGuire. Game four, I found Charlie Sheen, (laughs) who, um, it was was a fascinating time back in the day, man. 24 years ago, but the 98 was uh, further back. Uh, Joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show is truly one of the best running backs in the National Football League, and I'm not just saying that because he's kind enough to call him to this show. The Thursday, uh, right in the middle of uh, of his final days (laughs) without... uh, Putting on a helmet and getting ready for training camp. Uh, for one of the Los Angeles Chargers, one of the great touchdown makers in this league, Austin Eckler, back here on the program. How you doing, Austin?
0: Rich, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me back on. Looking forward to it.
2: You got it. So I just want to dive right back in here with you about what's going on in the running back market because you know, um, you know, Saquon has been franchise tagged and Josh Jacobs has been franchise tagged, and they seem to be having a heck of a time getting paid in the manner in which they want to get paid. What do you think is happening with the running back market in the National Football League right now,
0: Austin? Yeah, um, you know, we're, we're in a business, and uh, I think both sides are trying to play the game the best they can, and that's, that's what's being played out right in front of our eyes. Uh, you know, we have our ownership who is right in charge of our salary caps. They control that portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we control the play. And it's up for us as players to go out there and try to add as much value as we can. However, there's a game to it. Um, there's a game to, to all of this business. And like I said, they're trying to maximize their dollars to put the best team out there. And we're trying to maximize our play to make sure that we can capitalize and get more dollars. And so there's, there's this balance that has to go on. And, you know, we're in the middle of a, a point where a bunch of money is getting flooded into other positions. Not as much as coming into the running back market. And whether that's able to be justified, you can use different types of facts, whether it is, whether it's not. But that's what is going on in front of me well, as I see it.
2: What, do you, what is it about the running back position then that causes you to seemingly fight for value in a way that other positions have not been forced to, Austin? What have you, what have you found yeah, about that? Yeah, you know,
0: I think it comes, to, it comes down to comparing. It's, let's, com- let's compare, right? Let's, let's see what the real value add to a team is. You know, if I'm, if I'm looking at some of the backup receivers out here that are still making more than me, and that, that's going to piss me off, right? I'm, I'm a little bit – I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So you're telling me these people are the, are the number three receiver is going to make more than me, and I'm the starter. I get more carries. I touch the ball more. I have more of an impact. Um, it, it causes us to question, right? We're going to fight for that. We're going to fight for, hey, I'm bringing more value to the team than this person. I think I should be compensated for that. And so that's where the that's where the fight comes in, and then you know you can compare our, our running back market to ourselves mm-hmm. um, as far as who's adding more value in that, and then right we compare ourselves to each other, and that's why Josh Jacobs right comes off of a you know a pinnacle year Saquon, you know very imperative for that offense out there in New York right they're wanting to get their value they're wanting to move up hey I compare to these guys I should be up here I should be getting paid this I should be you know Josh Jacobs should be at the top of the market. Um, and that's how we look at it. That's, that's how it is. Um, and when we don't get that, absolutely, we're going to fight back. We have no choice. Right? Yeah. It comes down – it's not about – it's not even it, – it, it seems like it's about money, but it's about principle. Right? It's about the principle of adding value to a team. But then I also get it from the other side. If they're like, hey, none of these other running backs are getting paid, let's just see what happens. Let's franchise tag these guys, and then let's, let's wait a year. Let's see what happens. Um, so we're both, we're both sides of playing this game. Um, and how it turns out time will tell.
2: Well, it's not just that too, Austin. It's Dalvin Cook being released at the top of June by, a, you know, his team. He's had four years of a thousand yards rushing in a row. I mean, I, I could go over about, you know, his his resume, but we yeah. all know it, right. he's he's now out there. Uh, also, again, you, um, you, 38 touchdowns over the last two years. I mean, the yards from scrimmage are off the charts. And you're in a final year of a contract. If if you if you don't mind, again, I know this is a few months ago, but um, you you asked for a new contract and 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 then felt compelled to ask for the ability to find a new team. That that happened. What what can you shed light on on that yeah, it's, moment it's of your summer, of funny, of your spring?
0: From when I see the fans' perspective, because the fans are like, "Oh, Austin wants to leave. Austin wants to leave," and I'm like. No, I want, I want to stay. Like, you guys, I want to stay longer. Like, I, I'm trying to get extended. Uh, I'm trying to continue to, to capitalize on this peak time that I'm going through right now in my life, right? I just turned 28. I'm not 30. I'm walking my way. But I'm playing at a high level. And so I'm, try- I'm going to the Chargers like, hey, let's get something done. Get me in here for another two, three years. And when they come and shut the door and they're like, no, we can't. We're not going to let you do that. That puts pressure back in my court where it's like, okay, Austin – see if there's other value out there somewhere else. And so I know I would have regretted it if I never did that. If mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, Chargers, like, you know what, you don't want to do it. I'm just going to, you know, sit in my corner. And so, well, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be proactive. I'm going to go try to find value. And so that's when I requested to go and speak to other teams, not because I wanted to get out, but because I want to make sure that I'm seeing all the options that could potentially be there. And, you know, if not, obviously Chargers still want me back. They We came up to uh, to an agreement, which, mm-hmm. you know, People, I don't really think understand that because people are like, hey, congrats on your new contract. And it's like, <laughs> I didn't get a new contract, but thanks, thanks, because uh, the Chargers did show me some love and gave me some incentives when they didn't have to do that. Right. And so that's kind of the, the light on on that story.
2: Well, that is, that is you know, it's great that you got um, something added to your contracting and it, it is incentives and you are still in your, in your walk year. But uh, just last one for you on this one. Uh, what did you find about the running back market? I mean, what did what did you find when you were given the opportunity to walk out there and say, hey, who wants an absolute beast from the 20 yard inside and then an absolute beast between the 20s? Who wants that? Who wants a guy who can catch and run and who wants somebody who's been self-made? Who wants that? And so what,
0: what did you find, Austin? you know uh well hey i i appreciate those kind words it's the word it's the um, truth
2: though it's the abs- yeah, no, absolute i'm not i'm not stuttering you know i mean it's the no,
0: yeah i know i know that's how i've got here you know i'm I'm a guy at 5'8 you know 195 but there's something different about me that's gotten me to the point where i am today and so uh i definitely i definitely recognize that and so i, I appreciate you as well um but what, what did i find out i think it was i think it kind of shows itself right the fact that i am back in the chargers we had a come to some type of agreement Mm -hmm. um that and it shows itself in other forms as well not just my situation but running backs or the uh these teams are being really tight when it comes to the running back market right now because there's there's no one moving there's no one moving the needle um and so they're all holding strong of like okay nope we don't have to pay these guys no one else is paying them so everyone hold um and that's kind of what we got pushback where, where we have people that are like hey yeah we think he deserves it but the landscape is what it is right now. So that's just, we're not willing to put that up mm. because that's not what's happening. Um, so it's almost like, you know, it's almost like Twitter where it's like, Oh, it's, we're trending to pay these guys. And then everyone else jumps along. Well, the trend right now is not to pay running backs. So everyone's like, okay, well we don't have to do it either. then. Um, and it, it's it, whether it's right, wrong and different, it's it just, it is what it is. And so it's going to take something, right. Whether some guy stands out again, whether it's this year some, you know, one of these guys holds out and gets the big contract, but we need that needle to move to push us over the edge because here's the deal. Mm-hmm. The salary cap goes up every single year. Yep. Right. And so you see new highs in every single position. And I'm not saying we've had another Christian McCaffrey type guy who's going to even, you know, blow up the market and the running back and put a new high. We've had people that have been close for sure. Um, maybe you could justify that there has been, but there's no one even been close to those contracts, not even close. Yeah. Um, and so that's what, that's what frustrates me, where you're telling these guys that are still playing at a high level, but nah, you're still not compared to that when it is definitely comparable um, to some point. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's what it's been for me. And so right now, a lot of us are going through this in the running back market. A lot of us starters because we're all we, – my class, you know, the 2017, and then these guys just got franchised. Like, we're all in the same – now we're going to be free agents next year. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be wild. It's gonna be wild how this plays out.
2: Absolutely, which means obviously uh lot's riding on twenty twenty three, uh, for you personally, professionally, and things of that nature. So when when you are around the building, um what is what is the general sense about the Chargers in twenty twenty three, Austin? Yeah. You, uh, you,
0: the, you have two parts in there. You said a lot's riding on you know, twenty twenty three, but in my mind I'm like, how how else would you want it? You know, like that's what gets me fired up. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. like my organization is betting on me having a decline after this year, right? Myself, I, I'm fully invested in this. Like, I'm fully invested. I have everything to prove, not just to all the other teams, not just to my own team and even myself. But, like, there's so much energy. There's so much just want to in front of me. And it gives me so much, so much motivation, so much discipline. It keeps me on track. Um, and so I love the position that I'm in even though it didn't necessarily play out the way I wanted to, I think it played out in the best circumstance for me to continue pushing forward as a human being. Mm-hmm. So I'm super, super looking forward, but going back to your next question, yes, sir. going back to the chargers, um, the potential in our room, you know, on paper, you know, we, we look good. I think we've seen that for, you know, the last X amount of years, but what's been our biggest holdup it's consistency, whether that's through injuries, through people not playing to the standards you know, through, you know, coaching, through, there's a whole combination. That's why football's so great. All of this has to work in some type of chemistry for you to have success. And if one thing is wrong, it's going, to be, it's going to be hard for you to get through. You can still make it through, but it's going to be hard. And the more things you have clicking for you, the better you're going to be in the end. And so, you know, time will tell with us. It's, it's so hard to tell. We got some talent coming in that I'm excited about. You know, we got Q that we drafted number one. Love it. We have a whole basketball team now for – and me. Um, <laughs> for the come
2: on now. You could be the curry here. You know, I mean, come on now. We got you. Oh, we got well,
0: you. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to go play out there, run around with the boys. It's going to be a fun year for sure.
2: No, I know. I mean, uh, is there like a sign, like a uh, like an amusement park outside the wide receiver room? You have to be this tall to be here, and it's like <laughs> 6'5". Is there, is, there, is there a sign there? In Los Angeles, like that, uh, Austin.
0: Yeah, I think you it know? says you have to play above the rim, you know, something <laughs> like, like that. You know? <laughs> so uh, I'm excited to see that to come. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year, like I said. Um, and you know, we got we got people that you know con- contract years are coming up for people. I'm mm. um, excited about you know Coach Staley coming back as well, and you know bringing the same defense. So I'm expecting bigger things from them this year. Just understanding what the expectation is, the culture's being set. And, uh, I, you know, I think it's just a big testament and a big statement here for all of us, honestly, where it's like, hey, we've had talent, but we've only made it to the first round of playoffs once. And so there's a lot of pressure. And like I said before, my other little statement I made where it's like, that's, that's what you want. You want pressure because yeah. that means there's expectations. That means you've earned the right to have that pressure. And now it's just time for us to go out there and execute.
2: And uh, your quarterback's got a contract coming, I would assume as Ooh. well, you know. So big I, one. How, <laughs> how does that play in your world, Austin, you know, with that? still hanging out. Yeah.
0: There, you know. I mean, it, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier, where it's like, there's more things on our plate, you know, for him as an individual, there's more on his plate. He's already super motivated, wants to do the best, but now there's even more on there. Um, so it just continues to solidify how you want to continue to impress and move forward and pro- and progress. Um, and so I, I know he's going to be, you know, locked in even more than he ever has, just like he is every single year. He continues to get better, continues to learn the game, continues to understand and become more of that offensive hey i run this that we need um and i'm really looking forward to uh coming in i think it's year four for him so uh new kids growing up it's crazy how how is
2: how is kellen moore going to change things up what uh, look I, I don't want you to give me your your new playbook here on the air but there that is a huge <laughs> question that is being uh, asked in regards to the chargers offense Bringing in the offensive coordinator of the team that had the most points per game last year in Dallas, how how are thinking? What what can you tell me, Charger fans? How uh, this offense is going to look differently this year?
0: Yeah, you know, I I can't necessarily tell you before we actually see it play out. Okay, Uh, and here's the reason behind that, because you know whoever your coordinator is, I don't care who it is. uh, Here's the thing: you're gonna go. We're gonna go through training camp we're going to go through preseason, we're going to go through a couple games, and you're going to start to find out, okay, who's, who's hot, who's not, who's our identity, what's working, what's not. You know, is there injuries involved? Like all of these things have play a factor into how we call the game. And so with Kellen coming in, yeah, maybe he has tendencies and stuff like that in the past, but he has a whole new team. So we got to figure out what our identity is. And you try to do that within training camp and preseason um, and in the first couple games. And so what to expect is, you know, we'll see. We'll see. All, we, all I know is I want is some type of consistency um, and some type of identity where it's like, hey, this is what the Chargers are trying to do. And it goes from game to game. You know, with Joe, you know, uh, last year, like, hey, we had a bunch of receivers beat up. So guess what? Austin, you're going to get the ball 20 times a game now, you know, when you're usually getting it, you know, 12 to 15 in there. And so I was like, okay, I guess it's on my shoulders now. Um, or Gerald's. Or, and so we play. This game is, is super fluid. Um, and so as long as we're continuing that's, that's what makes a good coordinator good is how you're going to get the ball. In your playmaker's hand, in the right circumstances, so that we can maximize our efficiency.
2: So, like actual we'll uh, consecutive touches for you inside the ten-yard line might happen this year.
0: Austin? <laughs> hey, that, I might mean, that happen. If you want to score touchdowns, that seemed to uh, seem to be working. So, just, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> what
2: I'm saying. I just want to make sure. And by the way, that was not a fantasy complaint. There, I I I, I did not get you last year because I didn't draft <laughs> high enough to uh, acquire you, sir. So, um, tell me about your foundation. How's your foundation doing? Austin.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, we've been doing some special things, um, and I, I'm very, very thankful um, for everyone that's participated, uh, whether by merch or donating to our uh, our existing projects. Uh, we've continued uh, just a little bit about it. it's Austin Eckler Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, our our goal is and our mission and what we've been doing is implementing physical resources back into communities that people can go and use to help better themselves. For instance, washers and dryers. Weight rooms has been a big part of my life. And so that was one thing that I wanted to get back to, to schools that had really rundown and outdated weight rooms. Uh, we just fixed the Long Beach Poly weight room, like floorboards sticking up. Like it's one of the biggest schools in California, mm-hmm. um, if not the biggest one. And we just renovated theirs. And so projects like that where people can go and actually utilize this resource, but they, that's what they have to do, right? I can't be there telling them to go work out. It's there. You can use it and now that's up to you of how much value you want to get out of those resources. So that's what we're continuing to do. Um, you know, equipment, school supplies, we've given bags, um, just different things like that. So yeah, the Austin Ecker Foundation, It's it's been amazing. I'm continuing to ramp up, um, our effectiveness, and uh, looking forward to continue to do more in the future.
2: Yeah, new weight room for Long Beach Poly. Does that mean Snoop is on this program
0: too, awesome. yeah. Austin? <laughs> he actually him. wasn't on it, but it was Juju, who also graduated from there, okay. and then Jarrell Casey, who uh, also graduated from there. At the Fantastic. that retired a couple years ago.
2: A heck of a school. That's quite a list right yeah, there, yeah. and that's going to be unveiled and celebrated tomorrow, austineckler.com slash projects. To learn more about the austin eckler foundation you're one of my favorites man and when i was sitting I, I, I look i i understand it's a business i understand there's cap and and whatnot uh it's a it's just a head scratcher um you know what's going on with the running back market um and I, i'm just wondering like so are you sitting there with the popcorn buttered and rooting for Saquon <laughs> and Josh this weekend? Like, is that yes, – I'm serious. Yes, like, is I was there
0: for them before they got flipped. All, right. all the running backs, like right. what people don't see on the outside is that like they see their team, right? They're like still you know, loyal to these logos, right, because the logos, logos. But us as players, we rely on each other doing well to set new markets. To, right I need you to get paid so then I can be compared and then I can right be paid you, you know, know it, you know however I should be paid relative to you um, and when the league comes and puts a cap on it and says nope no one's making more than ten million that screws us because it's like well now all the comparables are what what is there you know it's it just caps it and then we have all these guys coming into coming into the last year or so I'm definitely sitting with the popcorn, um, but not not necessarily because I'm, like, excited to see what happens, but I'm more so um, just intensively watching, I'll say.
2: Yeah, maybe the, maybe you could get, like, some sort of a running back Zoom going, you know, and you start talking to each other, um, you know, like a union within the union here and figure something <laughs> out. I'm serious, though. I mean, I'm we s- wouldn't
0: need a union in the union. We just, yeah, utilize our own union. It just yeah. comes down to leadership, right? It's just, it just it comes down to leadership. Who's going to take that step? And, and actually bring us together um, to, to come up with some type of plan. Um, but, yeah, it's it's definitely something that needs to have be, be done um, if this continues to happen.
2: Well, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. Um, I'd love to see you here in person if you're if you're ever in this neck of the woods, in this neighborhood. But in the meantime, congrats on uh, what you're doing with your foundation, and um, you go crush it. I appreciate you that. You go crush it, all. Thank also. you.
0: Thanks, Rich. Thanks for having me on, man. I always at, appreciate
2: it. Right back at you. That's truly one of the best touchdown makers in the National Football League today and in certainly this decade, Austin Eckler, right here on the Rich Eisen Show, at Austin Eckler on both Twitter and Instagram. Which you said was no cap, Rich. Uh, I think I'd, I'd put two blue caps on it. <laughs> How no, no, blue no. Blue no, blue no, blue no blue I did blue it wrong. I used yeah. it the wrong yeah, way. It should be the, no caps. No caps. Zero right? caps.
3: No, just say no caps. Powder blue caps.
2: Yeah. Is, that, is that an emoji? Are there different colored caps?
3: No, it's just a blue one. It's just
2: a blue one. Yeah. Okay, he chose blue because it's the Giants.
1: That's oh, the Ooh, only careful. one available.
2: Okay, oh. <laughs> you went all the way down.
1: <laughs> my chair. Just- your chair just. <laughs> wow. And your actually-
2: back. And your yeah. back. Oh, your chair. <laughs> Did it break? Did your chair break? No, no, no.
1: I had my my leg was underneath. Okay, there we go. Very and good. I touched. The- it the thing. And it just- uh, it's
2: happened to me many times. <laughs> All right. Uh, I've got a top five list. Hey. Harrison Ford. Top five Harrison Ford movies of all time. I like it. To celebrate the 81st birthday of one of our greatest American actors. I don't know what else to say. He's one of the greats. (laughs) Go to break. Ah, That's break. He is here, dressed head to toe, full on, uh, with the beard and uh, and the robe and everything, and the sandals. Uh, Will Ferrell dressed as? Go ahead, tell the radio audience who you're dressed as today. Will. Jesus.
1: <laughs> Courtesy of Spirit Costumes, uh, made in China, mm-hmm. and it's adult. And if you if you can focus in on the bottom here, yes, one size fits most. <laughs> <laughs> one size fits most. So they're not really committing, are they? No. They're not really... Com- <laughs> One
2: size fits most. How does it fit you? It looks like it fits... Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah.
1: Pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I am... Um, and you've got a Dodger cap on as well. So I want to support my Dodgers. I looked at the calendar. It didn't dawn on me that <laughs> until yesterday... Yeah. That today is the 30th. It is that. I thought, uh, God, the beard. A beard really puts me out of breath. I don't know why. <laughs> Um, You've got an intake, because it is up against
2: the nose a little bit here.
1: There's only this much Yeah, I just see the eyes, right. Um, But boy, Jesus does love his omega-3s. Look how shiny. (laughs) The beard. (laughs) Anyway, my point is, my kids, we have a rule in the Feral household, the boys get to pick out my Halloween costume every year, and I have to wear it no matter what. Okay. So they had picked out Jesus. I thought, day before Halloween, I got to wear it for Rich on his show. Thank you. Yeah. Well, fa- well, thank you, so, children. Thank you, yes. children, for so this me. Is courtesy of Axel Magnus and Matthias. Okay, they so thought it'd be fun. Why did they? I don't know. There's no re- last year. I was a poop emoji. <laughs> uh, so you were on the gamut. One year I was just a heavy set guy. Okay. <laughs> I think I was. Where's Waldo? Another yeah. year. Yeah. So then... it, it it there's no rhyme or reason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think it's Will Ferrell's birthday tomorrow or later on this week. Oh, really? yeah. 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 Fun stuff right there. <laughs>
3: Maybe. He came in as Jesus. So Back funny. here
2: on the Rich Eisen show, we just uh, showed a video uh, telling my radio audience this. Uh, we just showed a video of uh, when Will Ferrell came here uh, the day before Halloween in 2017 dressed as uh, Jesus. One size. In full, co- full costume. I, was, I believe when the Dodgers-Astros World Series was taking place. Correct, The yeah. one that still yeah. infuriates Dodgers fans because yes. they thought that the Astros were cheating. They need to get over it. Well, I mean, because the Astros beat them here, and one would think the you can't hear it over the do- the the, the, the Dodger no, towel-waving Dodger fans. I don't but.
3: think they...
2: And the organ. It only worked Dodgers at home, right? Isn't it?
3: It only worked at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, at any rate, long story short is I, I do remember... Um, um, being told, hey, Will's here in advance, but he doesn't want you to go back there. Why? Because he's in full costume.
1: <laughs> I'm
2: like, oh, God. Okay, what's he just said He doesn't want me to tell you.
1: <laughs>
2: I think there was, uh, that was Brittany Field who was doing that for us back in the day.
3: The Dodgers won game one.
2: Hmm? Oh, the Dodgers won game one where? Here? Here, or in, here, here? yeah. Okay. Here. At any rate, she comes out, she's like, yeah, he he doesn't want you to stay. And he comes around the corner in his full (laughs) costume with a beard and everything and a Dodger hat.
3: You shouldn't complain when you lose Game 7 at home.
2: Okay.
1: You two guys talking about two different things. We are
2: indeed. Uh, Okay. Today is Harrison Ford's 81st birthday. I mean... I I cannot wait to see the new Indiana Jones film. Susie and I have yet to see it. We're going to go to it. We're going to go to a movie theater to see it. Yeah, you have to go. Um, And so, and by the way, he got robbed for not being nominated for his role in Shrinking. He's so great in it. He's great at comedy. He's great in everything. Uh, I have in his honor... Top five Harrison Ford movies of all time.
1: Let's go. You know, okay, I, I play music.
2: You just play some music for yeah, it. Yeah. Just some, just the, the regular music. You know, don't have to have NFL films. He's a, that's one thing he's never done. Although he, he's been he's been Branch Ricky, right? Yes, yeah. In, in, right. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Um, so okay, here we go. Number five on this list from 1985, the movie Witness, where he plays a Philadelphia homicide detective protecting an Amish boy who played by Lu, very long young Lucas Haas who witnessed a murder when he was with his mom in Philadelphia played by Kelly McGillis, Kelly McGillis oh. a year before Top Gun by the way. I think this was like her breakout role wow. um, and um, they, uh, they go to Amish country to protect the boy and he lives amongst the Amish and falls in love with Kelly McGillis spoiler alert oh. Um, This wound up being, believe it or not, Harrison Ford's only Oscar nomination of his career yeah. for Best Actor. Wow. Only one. Witness, directed by Peter Weir in 1985. It's a great movie. Really? It stands up. I it saw does. it a few years ago. Really Everyone great. should check it out. Number four on this list from 1982, Blade Runner is on this list. Um, it's an, ada- an adaptation of the Philip, Philip Dick novel called Do Androids Dream of Sheep? Have you guys ever seen Blade Runner? I have not. Oh, dude. It is outstanding science fiction. It, it's about synthetic humans known as replicants that were made by some, you know, murky corporation and sent to colonize different uh, planets in space. Four re- replicants escape the leader played by Rutger Hauer yeah. comes to earth and uh, and Harrison Ford plays out a burnt out cop named Decker who's gotta hunt down the replicants. Kind of, you know, they're the fugitives. He's the one who's trying to get these good. fugitives. Yeah, uh, Ridley Scott's follow up to the movie Alien The music by Vangelis, which was his follow-up to Chariots of Fire. And this was big because we had known him as Han Solo, and he's, like, doing science fiction completely different. In 1982, it was a very dystopian world of Los Angeles set in 2019. Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's a great movie, Blade Runner, and, you know, they made a sequel to it recently. Um, number three on this list is Raiders of the Lost Ark, 1984. Um, and again, this is Han Solo. Let's put it in perspective at the time. 1984 was two years after Blade Runner, um, and it was a year before Witness. And here he is putting on the hat and doing doing amazing, amazing uh, stunts and, you know, We all know what Raiders of the Lost Ark was and has become, but that's number three. Number two on this list, The Empire Strikes Back. The best Star Wars movie, at me if you dare. No cap on this one. (laughs)
1: 1980,
2: when Star Wars became Star Wars, and they decided to do a sequel. It's like, good luck to you. And this one was better. It's like the Godfather Godfather. part two. You wanna have some sort of conversation about some iconic movie being made into a sequel or have a sequel made off of it. 1980s, The Empire Strikes Back and he is brilliant in it. He's funny, he is, when, when, you know, spoiler alert, he gets put in carbamite, unbelievable. And number one on the list is maybe the most rewatchable movie in the history of movies, The Fugitive. 1993 when they made a remake remake of the TV show or made a movie out of the TV show Dr Richard Kimball his portrayal of the doctor who wrongly accused of murdering his wife and going on the run searched by Tommy Lee Jones Amazing. this may Post. this is his best movie this may be his best performance in any movie he is spectacular and that is my top five Harrison Ford movies of all Good. time on his 81st Tommy birthday. Tommy
3: Lee Jones won the Oscar that year.
2: And he was nominated. He was not nominated. Yep. His only Oscar nomination came that's, in 1985 that's, that's, for Witness, which means, can we get this guy the uh, the honorary Oscar or what? How is he? He's made, I think his movies have made over $10 billion. <laughs> it's not, <nuts. laughs> And that, that's not an exaggeration. That's, I think, an accurate figure.
3: Isn't he playing the president again in Captain America, the new Captain America? I don't know. I think he's back in the Marvel uh, universe. And now. he's
2: working his ass off right now at age 81.
3: I would not be working at 81. <laughs> I don't, know. <laughs> I mean, You're I don't even, know.
2: You'll probably be bitching about LeBron's grandchild <laughs> on the Rich Eisen <laughs> great, show.
3: Great I don't, I don't, hate, back I don't to play. I hate LeBron. He's I don't know why back to this, play. this gets thrown in my not direction. The, <laughs> the
1: 2050. You don't hate them? I don't. come back to play. I don't.
2: All right. Uh, thank you for taking in this show. Thanks to Austin Eckler for being so honest about everything going on yeah, with him right. and the running back group. Uh, also to Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, and Jim Jackson. Tomorrow, David Cohn is highlighting our guest list on our Friday program as baseball returns from its four-day All-Star break. The second half of the season begins tomorrow, and we will see you on Friday's edition of the Rich Eisen <laughs> <laughs> Show. Nice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that is...